0: Welcome everyone. I'm Kevin Miller and this is a Ziegler show inspired by the grandfather of inspiration himself, Zig Ziegler. Our focus here is you and your personal development. The way to have more tomorrow is to become more today. So we bring you the best of today's world influencers and their messages and discover how we can all apply new and classic methodologies of personal growth to our lives. In this episode, letting go of that first waking anxiety So boom, you wake up in the morning and often the first conscious thought is a worry, a concern, or an anxiety, which sounds negative, but it may just be how our minds are supposed to work to deal with that first threat the way our ancestors did when they were in a tent or in a cave or in a whatever. Uh, But it's just not an optimal way for us to start our days off today if we hold on to that worry and it will likely taint the whole day. So Neil Pasricha's tactic is to take that thought captive in the first seconds of the day and let it go. He writes it down in his journal. Get it out of his head. Then he also writes down something he is grateful for and what he will focus on. He calls it his two-minute morning and actually sells a journal by that name that's a bestseller. So Neil was my guest in show 727 where the topic was to quit living a fragile life. I encourage you to visit neil.blog and subscribe to his podcast which is called Three Books with Neil Pasricha and you can get his just released new book, You Are awesome also at neil.blog or wherever you get your books. So this is our habits episode and it was the mental spoke where he shared his waking routine that kickstarts his day. You can hear more about that and the rest of his habits in the other spokes on the Ziggly Wheel of Life in this show. Hey, a quick note just to all of the well wishes and congrats that you sent our way as we celebrated eclipsing 40 million downloads. Uh, Of course, we're excited about that. No reason for you to be excited about it. It is a big number. I'm just honored. And I just want to thank you for listening, for recommending The Ziegler Show to others, and mostly just for passing on the Ziegler legacy of striving to inspire true performance in yourself and others. All right, I'm going to bring Neil Pasricha and his Habits for Success to you right after I share some great products and services. All right, Neil, well, uh, the book is called You Are Awesome. For you to be awesome, I know you're doing some great things. And all the spokes here on the Ziggler Wheel of Life, so I'll start off and hit you with physical and nutrition. So what are the consistent things you're employing there to be as well as you want to be?
1: Number one is I am a carb snob. A lot of people don't eat carbs. They're all super cut. They got big yeah. muscles and everything. I mean I like to think I look pretty good. But
0: I think you look great.
1: Thanks, brother. But what what I what i eat, but I eat carbs. And if a hot buttery croissant comes out of the oven, <laughs> I'm gonna mouth that thing. But how here's how I think about it in my head. I think I'm a carb snob. So a simple bun given at the restaurant that has no interesting butter and is not hot from the oven, I won't even touch it because yeah. I'm a carb snob. And actually, it's interesting. This mentality affords me the ability to say I'd probably eat 25 grams of carbs or less a day just because I'm a carb snob. So I'm only going to eat something awesome. And that prevents you from eating like the sort of mindless cookies out of the bag from the grocery store because they're not – good enough for me. And it's, it's a, it's a mental trick, but it ensures that my carb, my carb intake goes way down and the carbs I am consuming are also just awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, if you're going to eat it, it might as well matter. Okay. How about on the physical side?
1: Yeah. Physical side is, um, I take all my meetings that are over the phone. I take them walking, mm. so every single so I, the biggest investment I've made is in, is in a pair of AirPods, and I've bought two pairs. AirPods are two hundred fifty dollars from Apple, and the reason I bought two pairs is because they die—the battery dies—and oh. there's nothing worse in the middle of a conference call than saying, "Sorry, I got to go, my headphones died." Yeah. So I keep an extra set of pa- in my backpack, and honestly, it sounds like a big investment, but what it honestly does for me is I get about ten kilometers of walking in every single day. Wow! Because my phone meetings are all done on like well, on the street. And so right after we talk, I'm about to jump on a phone meeting and I'm going to hop out and do it on the street.
0: Do you take a note, notebook or something to you know, write notes on?
1: What I do is I don't do that because I find that anything distracts me from the call. Uh, and I find that walking through an urban tapestry of like parks and stores, et cetera, actually provokes my thinking and helps me be really focused on the call because I'm not distracted by like, for example, a screen in front of me showing me Twitter updates. So I feel like I'm more focused on the call. And then after the call is over, I take five or 10 minutes okay. to distill my thinking in a reflected paceful manner with my notes or follow ups. Interesting.
0: Oh, I'll ask that because I usually head outside when I'm on a phone call, but I usually have a little sticky note and a pencil uh, because, well, maybe my short term memory is not as good as yours. So next spoke here, Neil, is or, or I just miss things. You never maybe, know. Maybe so I was going for the positive. Next spoke is family and friends, but just relationships. What are the consistent things you're doing to keep your relationships where you want them?
1: Uh, Lots of things. The first one is my wife and I have a contract signed in ink that specifically outlines one, the number of nights I'm allowed to be away from home per month. For us, that number is four that works up to 48 nights away per year. Every single speaking engagement I accept is a dock against that unless I can do it in and out or local. So my speaking prices end up matching that accordingly because of time away from home. So that's like a hard and fixed number. Another thing is we have one family day per week. So a weekend is two days. One of those days is a family day. What's a family day? There is no interruptions, no outside contacts, no screens, no phone calls, nothing other than us and our family together, period. We might go for a walk, a hike to the beach, go to a restaurant, whatever, but there is no contact essentially with the outside world. And we do one of those every single weekend. It's partly designed like that because I do travel for work. So you know, if daddy's gone from Wednesday to Thursday, it's awesome when dad's there the whole Saturday, yeah. you know? So that's like a really big thing for us. Another thing I do is um, I give my wife my cell phone on Friday nights and I tell her to hide it from me and I tell her to give it back to me on Monday morning. Now, wow. do I do that every weekend? No, but on a weekend where I'm not expecting anything urgent to happen, I don't want to be addicted to it. Wow. So I tell her to physically hide my phone and that is the only way because I am addicted to it. That I can actually stay off. Um, the last thing I'll do, I'll give you f- my fourth and final one because you asked about friends, is I'm a huge fan of what I call the annual dinner. So for any friend that's simply not in my life as much as I want them to be, I ask them if they will be willing to set up for me, with me in a calendar, a recurring annual dinner. And of course, any good friend of yours is going to say, yeah, sure. Of course, we should do three of those. But you aren't going to do three. You're only going to do one. And when you have one, it's awesome. I have an annual dinner with like 10 of my closest friends. And that means once a month, I have a deep, awesome four hour dinner with somebody I really love, but I only see once a year now.
0: That is excellent. Do you get away with more nights away from home for speaking gigs? If you take your wife, you ever do that? Just curious. Oh, uh,
1: that's funny on two things. Uh, one is technically yes. Okay. So Mm if she, if she or the kids come with me, then it's not a night away from my family. The other thing I was going to tell you is we also have an NNO once a week, that's Neil's night out. And my wife, Leslie, has an LNO once mm-hmm. a week that says Leslie's night out. So one night per week, one parent does all the childcare. And the other one goes off and sees a movie with a buddy or whatever, or goes to the gym or whatever they want. And the other one, is, it flips on another night. You okay. know, So I have one night off per week where I yeah. can go out, which is awesome. But also it makes me say no to a lot of things. Yeah. Because some nights there's – some weeks there's two options and I have to choose one. Yeah.
0: Oh, I appreciate it. Oh, I asked that about the speaking thing because that's, <clears throat> that's number one thought when I get asked for a speaking yeah. thing is where is it with my wife like <clears> that? Yeah. Can I bring my wife? Yeah. yeah. Uh, next one is mental, the mental spoke. I know that's uh, one that you pay good attention to, but what are the things specifically that you do for your mental? wellness consistently
1: well this one straight out of my book you are awesome Mm -hmm. but every single morning i wake up and i uh do something i call two minute morning so when i wake up in the morning i answer three written prompts for myself every day and they are i will let go of Mm -hmm. i am grateful for and i will focus on i think of it like a zamboni dropping cold fresh clean Mm -hmm. water over my brain and it helps me orient myself drop in anxiety, focus on the positive and directionally set me, set me focus for the day. So I will let go of, I am grateful for, and I will focus on, and that too many, two minute morning practice. We don't have time now, but there's a, a specific research study underpinning each of those and why they work.
0: I, I mean, I'm grateful for, and I will focus on, those aren't too out of my spectrum that I will let go yeah. of is not one that I believe I have heard. That's yeah, stout.
1: That's, that's so, <laughs> It turns out that according to research called "Don't Look Back in Anger," in uh, published in Science Magazine, when you can crystallize and eject and remove anxieties from your brain, you actually live a a lower regret life. And so, when you wake up in the morning, whether you know it or not, something is floating in the back of your brain, and Mm -hmm. it says, "I have five extra pounds on my stomach. I haven't sold as many books as Tim Ferriss. I, (laughs) you know, and this these are like some in my head right now. Okay. So then, if you write it down on a piece of paper, turns out it honestly disappears. It's the most shocking thing. Nobody would believe you unless you tried it yourself. But when I write down in the morning, I have five extra pounds on my stomach. Guess what I'm doing, Kevin? I'm I'm literally extricating the thought. I'm putting it into real terms. And when I flip back in my notebook uh, a few days later, I'm like, I laugh at myself. I'm like, I can't believe I was worried about that. Yeah. And oftentimes they're trivial. They're like, I sent an email I shouldn't have, or I I took too long to get back to my sister. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, but then you look at it, you're like two weeks later, and I, I, I by the way coagulated this into an actual journal that I actually sell oh. called Two Minute Mornings. It is the number one selling one of the I think it's the number one selling journal of all time for Chronicle Books or something? They told me some stat recently. So it's called Two Minute Mornings, and it's just a page after page after page of these three prompts. So that, you can just do it on a you can just do it on a note card. You don't need my journal, but that's the journal. Man, that is
0: intriguing. Again, I have not heard of that, and I did not know about the journal, so I will go check that out. And I'm also going to check out the "Don't Look Back in Anger" uh, study.
1: Study. You'll be pitching those people on your show soon.
0: <laughs> okay, deal. Thank you. Fourth spoke financial. Tell us about the financial side of your habits.
1: Um, I went to Harvard Business School, and I was lucky enough to take a professor take a classroom professor my first year <laughs> uh, there. The professor's name was Andre Parold, and he was the head of teaching at the school for decades, and it was a brilliant finance professor. And I knew nothing about finance or investing. The single biggest takeaway I got from that class is the phrase "by the world." What does that mean? "By the world" means that you don't know anything. You know nothing. You don't know more than anybody. You don't know more than you certainly don't more than don't know more than analysts and investors and the people that are very very sophisticated. So. The smartest thing you can do is accept the fact that you don't know that and simply buy the world. In practical terms, if you believe in the philosophy, that means that you should own an ETF or a mutual fund that owns all world stock equities in accordance with their market cap. So in, in specific terms, that is a company called Vanguard, and they have an ETF called VT. It's the letter V and the letter T. It's the Vanguard Total, Total World Equity Index. It is the thing I subscribe to and believe in because it owns the world.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, that's specific, and there's a uh, free advertisement, folks. There you go.
1: And no one, no dealer or or financial advisor or investor will tell you to buy it because they can't make a commission on it. But it is the cheapest, low expense way to be in the stock market game for a long time. Man, I'm not a, I'm uh, not a accredited advisor, so you can take my advice with a grain of salt. I'm just saying I learned this from my professor. That was the biggest takeaway I got from uh, finance at HBS.
0: Man, it's very totally interesting. This is The Ziggler Show, and I thank you for being here with us. So there's some investing counsel right there from Neil Pasricha. Next, though, I ask him about his spiritual spoke, and this is cool. He takes a day a week as his untouchable day, a full day every week where he is untouchable and unreachable. He likens it to stepping up on the ship of his life to the captain's deck to get a lay of the land. It's really interesting. I'm going to bring you right back to it after I share some great products and services from our sponsors. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash Kevin. You all know I greatly value and pursue my health and wellness, and I'm always looking for better products and resources. Nutritional supplements are a staple for me and a must is a probiotic to support my gut health and function. A probiotic is something I've taken each and every day for the long-term cumulative benefits Seed is a company that makes a symbiotic, which is actually a unique mix of probiotics and prebiotics. Probiotics are beneficial bacteria and prebiotics are food for these bacteria. So seeds symbiotic containing both helps balance my gut bacteria. So together the seed DSO1 symbiotic benefits my gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. Taking seeds DSO1 symbiotic and avoiding the foods I know my body is sensitive to has taken me from constant digestive problems to almost none. I trust Seed's clinical trials and breakthrough research that's been published in top scientific journals. You can entrust your gut with Seed's DSO one daily symbiotic. Go to Seed.com slash drive and use code 25 drive to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 daily symbiotic at Seed.com slash drive code 25. 25 drive 5 is spiritual the spiritual spoke of your life tell us about that
1: uh biggest thing i do for my spirituality uh is a little bit unconventional I, one day a week i have something called an untouchable day yep. and so in my untouchable day i am totally untouchable and unreachable by anyone for any reason I, my phone is in airplane mode my internet is off my computer is closed all I have in my pockets are pen and cue cards, and um, it's where I get my best ideas. I go for nature walks. I will go hiking. I'll end up in a bookstore. I think of those days as deeply spiritual because mm. what I'm doing is I'm not doing the right th- – Like it's like I'm stepping up onto the captain's deck of the ship mm. and seeing – looking at my life from the perspective of how it's going. And inevitably, every day I do that, I – Get, either get a lot of writing done, or I have a connection with some piece of work I'm working on, or I decide to make a big decision, it becomes very clear to me. So stepping out of life, essentially, hmm. and looking at life, it's my spiritual practice.
0: Interesting. All right, careers next, Neil. And uh, this is the stuff, I mean, obviously, your career today looks a lot different than it did in the past. But anything you employed uh, back then or now just to keep your career where you want it to be?
1: Um, here's one people say to me, oh, Hey, when you worked at Walmart for that decade, like, how did you get that job? Um, being the project manager to the CEO, I, I, for four years, I held the job at Walmart that I was the assistant to the CEO, chief of staff, or we called it project manager. And, and on my podcast, uh, three books, sometimes people say to me, well, how did you get David Sedaris to come on? Or how did you get Malcolm Gladwell? Um, you got Malcolm Gladwell. How'd you do that? And my answer to all that stuff is the same. Cold calls. (laughs) Like it's just cold calls. Like I emailed the CEO and said, I think I could work for you. I think I could do this job. I think this is what I could do. Do you want to meet for 15 minutes? I emailed Malcolm Gladwell. I was like, he doesn't know me. I just emailed him. I said, here's my show. Here's what it's about. I'd really love to have you. What do you think? And when you do a lot of cold calls, two things happen. Number one, you get better at them. And number two, um, the rejections don't hurt anymore. So when – for every Malcolm Gladwell or David Sedaris I have in my podcast, there's 10 other people that I don't have that I asked. Sure, sure. But I don't feel the burn from that because that's just how I do it. So the biggest thing I could say for anyone in their career is if you want something, just ask. worst thing that can happen is you're where you started.
0: That is true. Now we're back to the first show of failure and dealing with that. Well, all right, last one is personal. And I've been doing this habit show for a couple of years now. And I always have referenced that or, or, or prefaced it with, this is what you do for you. And you talked about it. And maybe that's part of it is your, your, your day when you're off. Um, but you know, play fun. And then the term that I re- used recently, that's gotten some interesting, responses is self-care. So however that is, play, fun, self-care, the things that you do just for you.
1: So I mentioned on the other show, Kevin, that I I have this uh, dashboard that I use for myself once a month and I talked you through some of the things I put on that. One of the things I did not mention that I also put on it is I, I do one wild or crazy experience per month.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Just for the sake of the fact that I know it will accelerate my learning rate and it'll be something interesting. So it might be... Um, flying to a city to meet a friend out of it's crazy that we're doing this and we'll go see a concert by a band that we both love, but we've just never seen it and we'll just do it. Or, or it might be spending an entire day putting my entire library into the Dewey decimal system, which is (laughs) totally nerdy, but I literally did that. And it gave me great joy. Wow. Okay. So it doesn't matter what it is. It's just something a wild and weird and interesting thing. Every month. I gotta try I gotta it pushes my try something new every month.
0: Okay, well we mentioned this on the first show. I I I almost hesitate to recommend it again. The the movie Yes Man it's so funny. The stuff you're talking about right there, you will laugh. So there you go. There's another, another plug there for that. I should get royalties off of that movie for some reason. <laughs> Man, thank you. Thanks for taking the time and just giving us a behind the scenes, look at your life. And I do, I will have to say to everybody in the book, you are awesome. Uh, that's one of the things I appreciate it. You are so candid in there. You use your personal stories uh, to drive things, things home. So, uh, no surprise that you're very open on this show. Thanks for being with us again, Neil.
1: Totally my pleasure. And thanks for having me.
0: Friends, I know you got multiple ideas and plenty of inspiration from hearing Neil's habits for success. Uh, Again, the one that stuck with me though, and I've just continued to talk about it is regarding his two minute morning and specifically dealing with that first negative thought that pretty naturally comes to mind. I think it's just big medicine. Well, coming up in episode 730, what to say to sell your product or service or your message or your idea. We generally approach conversations like we approach walking. You just kind of do it, right? You don't think much about it. And while we aren't judged too much on our walking, unless you're a runway model, we're definitely judged, or maybe I should say responded to according to how we do conversations. And that reality is dramatically maximized when we have an agenda, when we're trying to influence someone to do something, whether that doing is to go on a date with us or getting kids to do their homework or chores or the big one, sell our product, service, message or idea. Most everyone listening is at some point trying to sell someone, especially in our work, businesses and careers. We are directly selling a product or service or an idea, or we are always along with it selling ourselves Always. I mean, that, we can't live without selling ourselves to some degree, or we can't get anything done. You may be trying to sell someone on giving you a raise or a promotion. So, again, how do you go about it? Do you have any strategy at all? So, we talked with Phil M. Jones in episode 723, and some of what we covered was from his book, Exactly What to Say. With this topic in mind, I asked the Ziegler audience this question If I was really interested in your product or service, and you had the chance to pitch me on it right now, do you have any strategy for what you would say and how you would say it? I mean, Ziegler's roots are in sales, So I had Tom Ziegler join me in this show where we cover this topic and hopefully help you with some understanding of a strategy that you want to adopt for yourself. Till then, folks, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.